There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined as always with Dan Garcia. And this is our podcast for the month of December, winding down the final month of the year, heading into 2019, heading into hopefully what we actually in the next few weeks, uh, winter meetings are coming up, like probably next week, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's next week out in Vegas. And um, so hopefully we get a little more action with that but um yeah there's been some action just not you know with the angels but yeah hopefully within the next couple weeks uh after winter meetings at the winter meetings uh we'll start seeing some stuff yeah no doubt i i mentioned it you know i went live on uh our halo haven instagram uh and i talked briefly talked about how i think things will will pick up during or after the winter meetings because you got to remember guys this is where gms owners they all meet up they start kind of talking. Yeah, yeah. agents they, of players and stuff like hey, that. Hey, uh, so-and-so is, uh, you know, we're we we you know we're interested in uh, such and such. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Let's go out to keep, dinner and, yeah. and start working on a kind of deal. I'll keep that in the back of my mind, and then that's how deals get done. So um, winter meetings are always exciting for baseball fans because that's the kind of the only real baseball we get until – you know, February or late January and February where yeah. pitchers and catchers start to well, report to camp. And stuff I, like I know that. with me, at least a lot of times after the season, I'm really excited to see kind of the moves and, and for certain baseball teams, you're seeing a lot of moves already. So, I mean, um, I'm sure for those fan bases, that's really exciting. And so you kind of hope as angel fans, you'll start seeing something like that to, to kind of uh, what the Otani and the Upton uh, signing did last year for what kind of, you know, gave energy to yeah. uh, the fan base. Yeah, and, and with with the the Upton signing, Upton it it happened so quick after you know he was he opted for free agency, but he did it just so he can sign a contract. It, it was almost like the same thing Kershaw did this year with yeah. the Dodgers, where him signing that new deal seems so long ago because it happened pretty much right after the season ended. And, and he already knew like I know what I'm going to do. I might as well do it. So, um, but with that being said, we're moving into 2019 after this podcast. Again, we're 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 really just again monthly basis right now until the season starts. We'll go to our weekly schedule, but this is for our month of December, and and I like you mentioned, Dan. I would like to say that there's a lot to talk about, and, and there is, but it's it's nothing major. It's nothing nothing huge, but we'll go over everything that's kind of happened with the Angels um, since the last time we were here. Yeah, which was what like early dis- early yeah, uh, it was probably much, pretty much like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much yeah, pretty much a month. So. Let's get into it real quick, and and I almost forgot because it happened right after the first podcast. You had to tell me, hey, no, we need to talk about this, and it's the awards. Um, We talked about uh, in our last podcast that Anderton Simmons and um, 
Who was the other person? In- Cole Calhoun? Cole Calhoun. Gold the, Gloves. The Gold Gloves. And, yeah. And, well, uh, Calhoun was a, fa- a finalist, finalist, but you had Simmons and you had uh, Kinsler win one. Kinsler. Kinsler so, was, was uh, the quote-unquote Angels Red Sox. Yeah, but, you know, you had a finalist like um, – like Calhoun that was in that was in the final three for the position, but yeah, um, but then the top the the big awards came out probably a week after our last recording, which was like Rookie of the Year, right. MVP, Cy Young, Cy MVP, Young Manager, no. and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. So obviously the Angels had finalists in both Rookies of the Year in the Rookie of the Year about uh, voting, and they also had a finalist in the MVP voting. Right. And you know. We all knew that you know Mike Trotz always going to be there. We mm-hmm. knew that Otani had a great season, so we right. knew that we knew that they both had a shot. But really, we pretty much were on the same page where we thought Otani had a better shot of winning the Rookie, rookie of the Year yeah. than Mike Trotz winning MVP, and that's what happened. Otani becomes the third Angel in uh, history to win the MVP behind uh, Tim Salmon and Mike Trout. He had a great season. Were you surprised at all? I mean, really? I wasn't surprised necessarily that he won Rookie of the Year just because of the historical aspect as far as him doing both pitching and um, hitting and doing, you know, obviously pitching until he got injured fairly well and then hitting, doing, you know, really, really good. Um, what kind of caught me off surprise was the gap between him and Andujar, who yeah. um, finished second. Uh, Otani had 25 out of the 31st place votes. Um, which gave him a total of 137 points. Andujar only had 89 points. Um, so, yeah, the, the big surprise on my side was the fact that the gap wasn't tighter. I thought we're, it was going to be kind of almost splitting hairs. It was going to be so tight. But, um, yeah, it, it was a big gap, and that's what surprised me the most. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you on that one. I think when you look at it and you say, wow, he had that many first-place votes, it was uh, – but then again, I mean, you got to remember what he did. I mean – 21, I think 21 home runs, 70, 60 to 70 something RBIs. And you got to remember, he did it in a lot. He didn't do it in very many games. He didn't do it in the same amount of games as other guys, or he didn't play a full 162. And you got to remember at the beginning of the season, you know, he was pitching. So he had games where he would play, uh, you know, get at bats maybe twice a week, maybe three right. times a week mm-hmm. if he was yeah. lucky. And then you got to remember, he pitched, you know, he threw 50 innings. And, and I mean, that can't, you can't. Just because the season pitching got cut short for him, you can't negate it. You can't say that it never happened. It's right. No, and, and that's the thing. I, I, that's the reason why I looked at it and thought he was going to win. It wasn't necessarily because one side of the ball was so much better than, say, another candidate, but it was the, the fact that he was doing both and doing both really, really well um, that I don't think voters could ignore it. And and so, no. um, you know, the seeing win – MVP didn't surprise me, but the gap in which he won it was uh, a bit surprising to me. Right. Uh, just to quickly, uh, ICU13 on Instagram Live says, Wally Joyner should have won, too, in 1986. Kind of hard to win MVP when a guy like Jose Canseco in 86 went nuts. <laughs> and you got to remember that Wally Joyner in the second half of the season was pretty much a no-show. He hit, I want to say he hit like 18 of his 21 home runs in the first half, something like that, and in the second half just kind of fell off. So, um, no, Wally. Wally will finish a good second place in 1986 for the uh, uh, Rookie of the Year voting. But so, with that being said, MVP voting. Mike Trout finished second. I'm a little shocked that JD Martinez wasn't in the top three. Um, but then again, you got to look at it because he was a DH. DH. Yeah, he was a know? DH, and they made up for him. They gave him two Silver Slugger awards: mm-hmm. one at DH and one at left field, which was kind of crazy, but whatever yeah i'm um, you know <laughs> but finishing second again you gotta you that that 
You know, a lot of people say, well, he didn't win. It sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty damn good accomplishment to finish fourth. in the top three for, what, six, seven straight years? Yeah. Is it? Was it? It's fourth. I looked it up. His second place finish for the game was fourth time finishing second. Um, you know, he's, he ties, and some of these names are crazy. Stan Musial, Ted Williams, Albert Pools for the most second place finishes in a career, and he's, you know, not even close to being done yet. He's so like twenty seven or something, right? So not the fact that he's tied those kind of legends and you know hands down Hall of Famers, um, you know, Musial and, and Williams already there, and, and Albert. I don't think anyone's going to say he's not going to be a Hall of Famer when he's all right, done. Right. Um, but the fact that he tied that record already, plus winning <clears> two, um, is pretty crazy, and, and I think goes goes a long way of kind of solidifying the fact that he is the best player in baseball right now. And you got to remember one of those second place finishes. He would have been the MVP had it not been for triple crown winner Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera winning that triple crown yeah. in 2012 took away an MVP. And, 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 and even then, you had people on both sides of the argument saying, well, the triple crown is so historic. No one, you know, Miggy should win it. And then you had other people saying, well, Miggy don't play any defense and that should be part of the equation right. and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, um, you know, I guess it depends on who you, who you talk to at that time. Yeah. Who they would want to win that award, but yeah, exactly like you said, if it wasn't for something historical, right. um, you're looking at a, a, a three time winner MVP. and and you know his his um, third time finishing second. And so. I think and I think that year, I think Miguel Cabrera's Tigers were in the playoffs maybe that year too, and I don't think the Angels got to the playoffs in 2012. So right, um, I mean, the Angels haven't got the with. Angels haven't got the playoffs when he's won it either way. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, finished second again, Mike Trout. Uh, can't say much, too much more about him and what he's done in his career, and deservedly so. Yeah. I mean, and uh, obviously Mookie Betts. If you guys don't know, he won the MVP, and I think that was yeah. I think that was justified. I think yeah. Mookie deserved it. He was a, uh, yeah. a really good player this last year. A lot of people were talking about how you know, oh, my trial got robbed, and I think I think Angel fans were you know Halo honks Halo honk sunglasses on. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not taking away anything that Mike Trout did. Uh, Mike Trout missed I think like six weeks in the middle of August, right? That really cost him, um, and he, but he still put up 39 home runs. But his RBI numbers were down. But right. you can't take away when guys in front of him aren't getting on. He can't be. He can't drive in the guy. You know what I mean? So a lot, a lot has it's to not, be said. Yeah, that, it, it, it's it wasn't one of those things that was shocking. And how did that guy win? Mm-hmm. So I, no, no, it was deserving guy. Had it have been, you know, Joe Schmo winning it or you know finishing in front of Mike Trout, then yeah. But Mookie Betts, I think we all kind of knew he was going to win the MVP, right? You know when it's when it came down to it. So, moving on from the award season, you know, uh, there have been some moves. Now, yes, let's not let's not kid ourselves and say they've been great moves. They've been moves. They've been moves. And um, <laughs> let's just talk about the one that just happened right now. Yes, since it's fresh. I mean, as it, I was walking into your house right now, we're recording from Daniel's place right now. As I was walking in, you were like, did you hear about the move that like literally just happened right now? I'm like, no. And you're like, Alvarez. I'm like, our Alvarez? And you're like, yeah. Give us give us the uh, meat and potatoes of the deal here, Dan. Yeah, so it just literally came out. We're recording this Thursday night around 730 uh, Pacific time. And probably 10 minutes, like you said, before you got here, the news came down that the, the Angels are trading Jose Alvarez to the Phillies for right-handed pitcher Luis, uh, Luis uh, Garcia, 31 years old had a 4.12 ERA over 251 major league games as reliever um you know so you look at his numbers last year not great 
um, ERA over six. So I'm not exactly sure the the I don't know if there was a money issue with it or what, but um, Garcia averages 98 miles per hour on his fastball. Um, he strikes out an average of 10 per nine innings, so he has a high strikeout rate. So I don't know if they feel like um, that's something they want to use and, and, and kind of adjust everything else kind of around them, maybe mechanics and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was kind of shocking just because Alvarez in the last two years have had has had really strong and um, – good seasons and and to see uh, are the only lefty the angels had in the bullpen this last year be shipped out um was kind of a, a shock yeah you you beat me to it i the only lefty in our bullpen you know right now um i think it's just really about you know if you look at it it makes no sense as far as uh like baseball like what we need right now uh, but it doesn't mean that the Angels don't have something in the mix. You just don't trade a guy like Alvarez and not have anything planned, I think. Um, because a guy like Alvarez is pretty damn valuable. A lefty who can get guys out. Who can, you know, he, he can close a game out if you really need him to. Right. Uh, so that's valuable within itself. He's pitched a lot of leverage innings, like, you know, down the stretch where, you know, you kind of needed him to to get two two uh, innings out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not your situational lefty. He's a guy who could come in and get you outs. Right. And I liked Alvarez personally. Um, I thought he was a valuable guy to have in your bullpen. So to see this move and for the guy we got in return, it doesn't make sense. So I think that there's more to this than meets the eye right now, and we just don't know. Right. The I mean, like we said, it, it, it just came out, you know, yeah. about 20 minutes ago. So I'm sure – um, more stuff will be coming out shortly. I'm sure um, Epler will probably do some kind of interview tomorrow or press conference tomorrow to explain probably why and what they see in, in Garcia um, to make that trade. Right. So this could just be a deal where maybe the Angels have something in the mix coming up soon. We don't right. know yet. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm a little sad to see Alvarez go because, again, like you said, only lefty out of our bullpen. I think Williams Jerez is a lefty. But yeah. that's not a guy who we – I think we only saw maybe a handful of times right. at the end of the 2018 season. So we'll see. Best of luck to Jose Alvarez. I He's been on the team for what, like three or four years now? And another move by a NL East team that seems to be taking over the hot stove as of, right. as of lately. Craziness, man. The Nationals, the Mets. It's on and popping over there on the NL East. So uh, in other moves, the Angels, uh, they non-tendered a few players. And uh, Blake Parker and Matt Shoemaker being two of those players. Are you a bit surprised that they didn't? Matt Shoemaker. I wasn't too surprised because I think he's going to make quite a bit of money. Right. And they didn't. And it's just kind of one of those things where you got to look at yourself and say, is the money worth um, the production? Granted, he's been not, I don't want to say the most consistent, but he's been one one of the consistent guys on the team. But injuries. Um, have kind of been an issue the last couple of years. He's yeah. an older pitcher. He got such a late start that I think some people think he's still, you know, a young pitcher, but he's he's up there. He got a super yeah. late start in the majors. So, um, you know, I think that has something to do with it. Um, you know, if you sign these guys, you're going to be stuck with your 40-man um, roster. So if you want to sign a free agent, um, you're going to have to DFA someone on that. So um, between him and I believe, yeah, him – Blake Park or Parker Birdwell, Blake Parker, um, you know some of the other guys they they lost their um, 
you know, uh, have, I think they said like 36 people on the 40 man. So that gives them space to sign guys and free agency, which I know a lot of people want to do. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised, um, by, by, uh, Blake, Blake more than right? anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you look at, at the angels bullpen and you look at, you know, let's, they don't, you know, with Keenan Middleton being out pretty much almost yeah. all of next year. Yeah. They're, they're shooting for a July, mid yeah, maybe July August. return. Yeah. Um, you know, and we all know that Keenan Middleton's future is, you know, we, we expect him to be the closer, but a guy like Blake Parker, a lot like Jose Alvarez is a guy who would come in, get, can close out a game and give you more than one inning. You know, he, he would pitch you two innings if he had to. So I was, yeah, a bit surprised on the Blake Parker non-tendering. Um, they also non-tendered Parker Bridwell. Right. And Parker Bridwell ended up being claimed by the Yankees. So, well, they did DFA him to try to get him. They're hoping to get him through claims. Yeah, and, that and, wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so yeah, he's with uh, New York Yankees. They claimed him, so mm-hmm. he's currently on their forty man. Yeah, and you know Blake or Parker Bridwell was a guy who in twenty sixteen kind of busted onto the scene, a lot of promise, and then last year got a little injured and just man did not never, never made an appearance. I don't think at all. No, he did, but, no, but it was not early. very good. Not very good. So, but I'm surprised, you know, young guy. I like Smyer too, right? They out, yeah. They he or just no, outright release. Well, they DFA'd him. He cleared waivers, and then they outright outright released him. And, and same thing with uh, Jabari Blash, which wow. is who's playing and going to play in Japan. Minor threat. A, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, those are the big ones. Um, you know, uh, like you said, the. The shoemaker one was kind of more of a big deal. I thought um, they signed a couple players, traded or uh, yeah, they signed what two players? Uh, an ex Angel coming home. Oh, Peter Borges. Peter Borges. Gorgeous kind of Borges on a minor league deal. Um, maybe they're looking for something in that uh, EY yeah junior role yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's coming back. Don't expect him to be like a starter, guys. I know a lot of people. I don't even think him him making. I don't see him. Breaking spring training with the team, unless there's some kind of you know injuries. Well, I, I, maybe I maybe see him being that fourth, fourth outfielder because you know our fourth outfielder has been you know he was Chris Young or uh, well maybe or Mosillo maybe they'll give her Mosillo. Right. I chance, think but. yeah, I think it's gonna come down to like I said the spring training if if uh, Hermosillo does well, I can see him being that fourth guy. But let's not forget um, that Peter Borges has a bobblehead. Yes, so maybe they can dust those <laughs> off and, and see if you can see him uh, at Angel Stadium this year. Uh, on another note, the Angels did make a free agent signing. No, they traded. I'm sorry. They traded a player to be named later for Tommy LaStella from the Chicago Cubs. Last year, LaStella played 73, 73 games, batted 288 with a uh, 472 slugging percentage. LaStella is a guy who is like your Cliff Pennington you know, yeah, he's uh, the utility, utility guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, good pickup. Uh, solid guy to have on your team. I remember him with the Cubs. I think he had a better season. I think he played almost the full season the year before with the Cubs. He played in like a hundred and something games in 2017. So he he had a, a large role in the previous year. Last year, I don't know if he was plagued by injuries or maybe he didn't make the major league squad. I don't follow the Cubs on a consistent basis, so I don't know. But his games did go down from 17 to 18. But it's a it's a, a utility move. It wasn't anything huge. I think the Angels were able to player to be named later can be maybe even just some cash further down. Right. The road. It doesn't necessarily need to be um, 
a player that someone knows. It could be the 30th ranked prospect or even lower than that. I mean, it's, it's, it's something very general, very low risk um, for the Angels right now. And that seems to be their um, their plan as far as to this point. Now, going forward, I'm not sure. You have some arms that are coming off the free agency market, so I don't know if that's going to push them to make them go a little bit quicker. Yeah, so as far as moves go, that's pretty much all I have down right in here on my notes. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, I guess one move for some of the fans that uh, follow you know, the Angels baseball, Garrett Richards. Oh, um, Signed yeah. a two-year deal with San Diego, so he's still uh, Southern California. So people were kind of wondering if the Angels were going to try to make a move on him um, and sign him, even though he is recovering from Tommy John surgery. And reports out there was that the Angels did offer him a deal, um, but you know he got two years for fifteen million, and, and Damn, that's a lot. At fifteen million, and he can get up to eighteen in in um, incentives. So um, I'm guessing. They're saying somewhere around he was offered two two uh, two years for ten million, which is more the average for somebody coming off an injury like that. So you know, best of luck to him. Hopefully, he stays healthy because I think you and I both see it when he is healthy. He he has really good stuff. It's just that health has been um, you know an, an issue for him for, yeah. the, for the last couple of years. It's he's a very not very dependable guy. Um, just I, I again, uh, I think after. 2017 before it was 2017 i think i had already wasn't counting my like, putting my throwing my cards on the table right. with Garrett richards i was just kind of like always real skeptical and you know consistently got hurt and, and that sucks right yeah that sucks you know um especially when you see the talent of what he is capable of doing and right. never really getting a full opportunity to do it because of the health uh, injuries and 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 what sucks even though as far as much as we know how good he is, I don't think we ever saw his full potential. I don't think so either, and I think that's probably why San Diego um, gave him the deal they did because not only want to give him the chance, give to him do the it. chance. Um, their minor league system is really, really good, and I think they're a year to two years away from bringing a lot of those guys up. And if he's healthy on that second year of the contract um, with some of the young pitchers that people are saying are going to be pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good, he'll be a, a good. Um, kind of veteran mentor mentor to some of those guys and then and worst case scenario if he pitches really well and they're not competitive they can flip them to yeah. a competitor so um higher i think it's a high risk high reward kind of deal with the uh, with san diego and, and what they did with with richards in this contract definitely a lot less pressure going to san diego and, yes. and not being the ace over there right and and, and yeah and exactly coming yeah. when he come when he does come back i don't think they'll look at him as an ace i no. think they'll look at him as a guy coming off an injury and any See kind of can do for any us. kind of production is probably gonna be good production for for a team like uh, san diego who's not looking to compete right away yeah so yeah, I almost forgot about old Garrett there, man. So good luck in San Diego, Padres. You know, again, no pressure over there, man. You just go out there and and, and play ball. Yeah, <laughs> play some baseball, you know, and and hopefully it all works out for Garrett Richards. So, um, that's all we have for moves as of right now. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break to get a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, we will get into you know um, our coaching staff, uh, the Angels finalized. Uh, our poll question in our emails from our listeners. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. 
Groomed Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? We are back. Thank you to our sponsors who make this all possible for us. www.groomgoon.com, www.epicradiotv.com, and don't forget to check out the Alley Cat SoCal on Instagram. Okay, so... When we last did a podcast, the Angels had just had the press conference with Brad Osmus. We had, you know, the Brad Osmus conversation. I think we had a few questions sent to our email about, you know, what are the Angels going to do with the rest of the coaching staff? Well, it was finally finalized, guys. And I'll run through it, and then we'll talk about each guy and what we know about each person. Um, You know, pretty much a, a new coaching staff altogether. So let's get into it. Obviously, the manager is Brad Osmus. The bench coach is Josh Paul. Uh, Angel fans will know Josh Paul was a former Angel. He was on. He was a bench coach last year yeah. as well. Too. Yeah, he's he's kind of the only guy um, on this staff that if they're promoted, he has the same position. Some guys are promoted from within for different positions, but um, for the most part, he's the only kind of I guess holdover from the previous staff. Yeah. Well, there's there's a few people, but you're right as far as the same position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitting coach, obviously, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah, Jeremy he, Reed. Yeah, he was named last time we yeah. had uh, um, the podcast. Jeremy Reed, pitching coach Doug White, another guy who was hired before. Um, our outfield coach and first base coach this year. This means that um, Alfredo Griffin, longtime Angels coach, is no longer on the coaching staff for the Angels. It's Jesus Feliciano. Um, don't know much about him. Uh, I know that he was drafted by the Mets in 1997. I think he was coaching with the Mets, maybe. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Uh, Puerto Rican-born guy, um, Jesus Feliciano will be the first base coach. So finally, for the first time in years, right? First I mean, base coach is not Alfredo Griffin, and it, and and it's kind of like one of the things. Well, for years and years, um, you're not going to have Sosha, and then you're not going to have Alfredo. Alfredo I, I, yeah, I know Alfredo was in the dugout for a little bit when um, they had Renicky and right when they and Sarcina. Yeah, yeah. And, but that didn't last very long. No, he it was back the season. The, uh, he was back out there, but yeah. even then, you would see him all the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, infield third base coach is Mike Gallego. Uh, longtime baseball fans will remember Mike Gallego was the uh, I think second baseman for the Oakland Athletics in their heyday with. Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire and stuff like that. So, my guy, my Gallego is a very knowledgeable baseball guy. So we're you know excited to I'm excited to see him as a coach for the Angels. Assistant hitting coach is a hit dog, Sean Wooten. Angel fans know Sean Wooten from that 2002 World Series championship team was a key bench player off the off the bench for us in 2002 and into about 2004 2005. So uh, good to see Sean Wooten back into the organization or at least on the major league level. Right. Uh, 
hitting instructor, uh, Paul Sorrento. He was a hitting instructor. I think he he's another guy. He was on the coaching staff the last couple of years. I think that's a role he served. I'm yeah, not I mean, yeah, he, sure. he's always yeah, he's been the assistant for a little while, yeah. and just now it's kind of with the big, um, yeah, hitting instructor and, and hitting coach to me. Like I, I was reading that a couple times. I was kind of trying to figure out what's the difference, well, what's the but difference? Um, I guess hitting instructor. He's gonna be more not only with the major league level, but kind of overviewing hitting all through all the levels the farm system right so um i guess hitting in general is going to be his responsibility and um uh, yeah so i at first when i saw hitting instructor hitting coach i was like well what's the difference but yeah so um we'll see how that goes and how it carries over to all the different levels of uh, angels baseball this coming season yep uh, catching coach is a longtime fan favorite of the Angels. Was a backup catcher for the Angels in 2002. He was a backup to his brother, brother. Benji. Yep. Jose Molina is our catching uh, coach now on the major right. league roster. Right. You and I saw him in Inland Empire a number of times. Wonder, number of times he was like the roving catching. Yeah, instructor. He, yeah, the roving. He would spend yeah. weeks at a time in Inland Empire. Then probably spent another couple weeks out in. Um, uh, I'm Salt Lake, and then a couple weeks out in Double A, and, and and go to Arizona for um, instructional league. So he was always all, all over the place. But the fact that they kind of uh, see him, uh, you know, doing the job and doing it well, and giving him a promotion to the big league um, staff, and and you know, um, again, one of those things where he, he was with the team last year, but it is like an internal promotion deal. Yeah, and bullpen coach. We no longer have Scott Radinsky. It is now Andrew Bailey who went from video coordinator to bullpen. Right, and and his story is kind of interesting for people that don't remember. Uh, he was actually with the Angels uh, a little while ago. I mean, not. I mean, wasn't maybe more like than 2016. Maybe? Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't definitely more than uh, three, four years. But yeah, he got injured, and it was a career-ending injury. And almost right away, he asked if there's anything he can do to kind of stay within baseball, and and the front office gave him a job. And then last year he got the video coordinator or replay coordinating job and stuff like that. So um, he's been with this team for a while from the playing days to, you know, almost right afterwards and now uh, being able to be the bullpen coach. Right. And just to answer a question on Instagram Live, we already talked about the uh, the uh, Jose Alvarez trade. So if you want to listen to that, we'll just replay back this video on Instagram Live or catch the podcast on iTunes, Google Play. Or now on Spotify as well. Spotify, yes, we are on Spotify. So, all right, so that wraps it up as far as uh, the the coaches have. But my question to you, Dan, is you know I know a lot of people kind of there. I think a lot of fans are excited to hear any Angels news. So whenever we, you know, oh, we got a new coach and blah blah blah. I mean, does a coach? I mean, does it excite you at all? See, um, maybe seeing oh they got a new hitting coach or they got a new bench coach like. Does that excite you any, or is it something I, like it's just motions? It's cool. It, it's some of the moves. I, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say they're gonna work out or not work out, but some of the moves I've seen are make it interesting. The fact that um, when Osmus was hired, everyone was kind of saying, "Oh, it's a retread. It's an older coach retread." But some of those people that he's surrounding himself staff wise are, are on the younger side. So like an Andrew Bailey, like a Sean Wooten. Uh, um, you know, a uh, uh, Doug White, like you know, even and Josh Paul's not is not very old at all when it comes to kind of a manager age. Um, so if he's able to get these guys um, to help them, I don't know, if help him relate to younger players is the right way to say it, but um, bring that youth and excitement to the staff that the players can relate to. Um, it'll be real interesting to see that, and, and hopefully that you know correlates into the team playing well. Um, 
you know, down the line. But, um, you know, I like the moves. It, it was all we, we knew it was going to be all fresh blood coming in there once the Osmus signing happened. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And, 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 and hopefully it, it all works out for the best. Yeah. And, you know, it's people were saying, well, you know, what's going to happen with Alfredo and blah, blah, blah. Not much surprise to me that it's pretty much a whole new staff. Yeah, the we kind of knew that was chooses. Yeah. We kind of knew that coming yeah. in. Yeah, the manager chooses who he wants on his coaching staff. My social being gone. You know, Alfredo Griffin is his guy. Ron Renicki's always been his guy. You know, so to see these guys go was not a surprise. Does that mean I'm not sad to not see Alfredo Griffin there? Anymore, right. You know, and, and and kind of like what I was saying too. You know, Alfredo Griffin, Dino Ebel, um, Renicki, and 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 Bud Black when they were there, they're all kind of the old school coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, with an old school manager. Now you're kind of getting, you know, Osmus is kind of old school, kind of new school, you know, kind of in betweener. But you're having a lot of new blood in 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 the managing staff and the coaching staff, and I think that will um, definitely put some excitement into the into the um, roster and the players. So we we I, this is how I, this is how I look at it. I'm like, you know, at some point, you know, whether it's your job. You know, whether it's, uh, um, you know, you're a part of a uh, like me, I'm a part of I'm a part of a beard club. Right. I'm part of a club uh, at some point that the, the chain of command has to change. Right. Not for the and not. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's because the chain of command is isn't working anymore um, or they're doing a bad job. It's just at some point the. Uh, message has to change and the the culture has to change at some point and with the angels of Mike social era was 19 years so to have a new completely new coaching staff uh like you said maybe guys on a, on a little bit on the younger side maybe this changes the message maybe this changes the culture of the club moving forward for the for the good you know where's going to be change without a doubt yes we just hope that it's for the good and you know once something has kind of, you know, at some point you have to retire from your job, you know, so things come to an end. Now it's a new era as far as the coaching staff and the managerial spot for the Angels is concerned. I'm excited w- with just everything being new, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Um, moving on from that, poll question, Daniel, the poll question for this week. Yeah, so every or time, month. this month, yeah. yeah. Um, so for every podcast we do, we try to run a poll question the week leading up to it, um, just kind of figure out what's, what people are thinking and, and what's going on out there. But, um, you know, it being free agency. Oh, and you can I should probably tell you where you can vote. Um, you can vote at our Twitter account. It's at, at Halo underscore Haven on Twitter. Um, we'll post it the Monday before the podcast and I'll pin it to the top of the of our uh, our page so it's easy to get to um but yeah every monday before the podcast we will um put out a poll and and and, and talk about it uh, be a subject about the on the podcast so uh this week's or this month like you said poll question was um what is your definition of a of an ace so there's a lot of talk about angels picking up pitchers signing pitchers training for pitchers and a lot of people, I think, believe that, oh, we'll sign an ace, we'll sign an ace, or we'll trade for an ace, we'll trade for an ace. Um, you know, so the, the the two options were, what's an ace? Best pitcher on a team or, you know, let's say a top 15 pitcher in all of baseball. Um, and I was kind of surprised by it, and I think 
you know, this kind of shows what people think as far as labels, but um, best pitcher on the on a team is 49% and only the top 15 pitchers in MLB was at 51%. So almost a dead, Mm. even 50, 50 split. I voted top 15 pitcher in MLB as an ace. I'm going to have to agree. I I would even say top 10. Right. And Uh. and it's funny you say that too, because probably, you know, a few hours after um, I posted it, a guy that we've had on the, on the poll question on the, on the podcast, before Taylor Blake Ward, mm. um, you know, he does work with the Angels and stuff like that. Um, make sure you follow him at Taylor Blake Ward on Twitter. But he came in and said an ace should be top five. Top five in baseball. Ooh. So I was I'm well, that's kind of a high standard and, and he came you know, he had he had his opinion of his ops. He's uh, and you can see this whole thread on our Twitter at Halo underscore Haven. We went back for a little bit, but pretty much he said, "I stand by. You have to be a true number one for multiple years and be a potential Cy Young candidate." Looking around, I only see Sale, Kluber, Verlander, Serger, Degrom, and maybe Syndergaard and Nola after that. So maybe five to seven currently. Wow, that's I yeah. I mean, hard to disagree mm-hmm. with him because he's so knowledgeable and he's right. Um. Top five is a bit much for me. I'll say top ten. Right, and 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 that's kind of splitting hairs. But I guess my biggest my biggest thing with this poll question was the fact that just because you know Patrick Corbin ended up signing with with the Nationals, if, if let's just say the Angels signed Patrick Corbin, he wasn't going to come in and be the number one um, pitcher just because he's the he's you know the new guy, he's the best pitcher on the ace. I don't think we have an ace on the team right now. Whether Haney, whether Skaggs or whoever they bring in, it's going to get the opening day start. I don't think that means they're an ace. So, um, and it's it, funny because we were talking about fake aces at the beginning of this season. Remember? Right. Oh yeah. So I, I just think um, some people have it in their mind where every team gets an ace, and I, I think an ace is something that is earned, not just given because you're the best, you know, best player on on the team. Yeah. No, I I disagree one hundred percent with the whole best best pitcher on the team because. You can be, you know, who's a who, looking at our staff? Who's the ace? Is yeah, there an ace? I don't, I don't, I don't see an ace. Neither do I. Nope. Because you see Skaggs, you see Heaney. I, I, all they are to me is potential. There's exactly. a lot of potential there, and they can be an ace at one point, maybe because they're right. still very young. Yeah, and if you look at them right now, yeah. I would say they're a solid two or, two or three. three. Yeah, so, as of right now, that doesn't mean they can't yep. be that or be that, like you said, that next take that next up and be a big ace. Um, you know, maybe in two years, maybe it's this year, but um, and even then too, people, some people standards. Like we were talking, you have to do it over multiple years. Everyone can have a good year. It's whether or not you can do it over two, three, four years that can define you as an ace, you know, um, kind of like I was kind of talking about Patrick Corbin for whatever reason, he was the biggest free agent pitcher on the market. And I never understood why he was so sought after and why he got the money he did, because you look at his, his numbers last year, they were good. They were really good. But if you go a little bit deeper, you go back the next last two years, maybe three years, they were average to above average or below average. So, I didn't understand that he had his best year at the best time um, for him, but just because you're a best, the best pitcher on a team doesn't necessarily give you that definition of um, of ace. an ace. Yeah, I mean, ace of a staff. 
Right. I mean, but even then, but yeah, again, even, that's splitting hairs. Yeah, almost, that's yeah. like okay. I, I'd rather use the a, best, the 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 smartest kid in the in the dumb school. Yeah, exactly. I I I rather be like the best pitcher on the staff. Yeah, I'll give you that title, but I'm not going to sit here and say ace because I think that's something that. Um, in baseball language, I think that's something that has to be earned over time, not just, you know, sign with a new team and, and, okay, sure, now you're an ace. You're the best player. You're the best pitcher on this team. Now. Right. You're the ace. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. All right, so moving on, we got pretty decent amount of emails for it not being a weekly podcast. I know there's there's weeks in between where, you know, we don't we don't really push the, the email questions. Uh, we usually push, the, for, push for you guys to send us in questions like, the week, the week of. of yeah and that too helps yeah. us get the news out that we are going to be recording this right. mo- this week and the kind of right and to with the month break you kind of one of those things almost send a question now and then maybe in two weeks before the podcast it's yeah. something that's going to totally it's, change and it's not going to yeah. be relevant so um we'll probably try to really try to push to get questions that week before and, right. and a lot of, a lot of times our our questions are coming in the day before or day of yeah because because of the same reasons too so Let's start it off with our loyal our loyal listener and a frequent email uh, person, Lamar Washington. No he, <laughs> Lamar Washington, he goes, so on the Angels front, we haven't heard much noise. So can we call it hot stove or 30-second microwave warm-up? That sounds about right. I like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the noise and rumors will heat up after or during the winter meetings, just like I had mentioned. Yep. One rumor I did hear that I like a lot is the Soria deal. I would love to see him in the bullpen for the Angels. Experience as an all-star closer. Can be your closer or late-inning guy. I believe Johnny mentioned him in the last show. Aside from that, nothing more on the Angels having interest in a few guys. But then again, who doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did mention Joaquin Soria. I think I mentioned a few other guys who can be a solid guy for the Angels in the back end of that bullpen. Um, push comes to shove. He's closed games. He's been a great closer in his career. Doesn't necessarily mean that the, if the Angels do get him, that he will be the closer. He served a key role for the Brewers. I think he 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 got traded to the Brewers late in the season, but was a key contributor to that great Brewers bullpen. But he's always been a consistent, good reliever. Uh, you know, whether it was with his time in uh, Kansas City or his time in Chicago, uh, the guy has been a constant professional. Knows how to get guys out. Knows how to close games. He would be a great addition to the to the bullpen. You know, but yeah. at, at what cost? Right, and I think that's what every, everything is going to come down to cost and for how much. Um, you know, there's not really the. I mean, uh, there's not really a big time closer out there besides uh, Kimbrel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it might take him signing to kind of set the market before you see some of these smaller names. You know, like like Asoria or even you know some of these other guys, but. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be bad. It would be really nice to see, like you said, see him in the bullpen. Can be that um, sixth, seventh, eighth guy. But you know, it, it, I think I, the bullpen is. I don't know. People are kind of giving the bullpen kind of um, uh, not the credit it's due. I guess is the best good way of saying it. But um, it's, you have some potential, I believe, in the bullpen with what's already in there. I mean, you have a buttery. You have um, Anderson that are both young and um, can be up and coming. Buttreed had a really good end of the season last year. I like what I saw from him at the end. Yeah, so, I mean, there's guys there. Yeah, you probably want Scam? to add. 
What's that? Scam. Scam Cam. Um, he's there. He got tendered an offer, so maybe he can have a, a bounce back year. Um, as long as I think with Cam, as long as you don't expect him to be the closer. Yeah, so I don't know yeah. if maybe the pressure or the idea of him competing for that closing job at the beginning of the year maybe got to him or something. But, yeah, I mean. Pena we, probably Pena, will be moved into the bullpen. Pena can be. Um, yeah, you have some starters that could easily be moved into the bullpen if they don't make um, the if they don't make the roster or the starting rotation. So like a Pena, like a JC, where he comes back later this year. Um, they're looking around midseason. If if you know if everything goes good, then he can be that um, that guy in the bullpen that can eat up innings when needed right. to. But I like Butchery. I like Anderson for the youth that they have right now. Um, yeah, Soria would be good to give you a little more depth, but. Um, you know that's what trades are for too. So yeah. who knows? It could be someone that's not even a free agent right now. Look, if you if you can get Soria for a year, two three million dollars, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to come down to you know who or for how much and everything like that. Yep. Yeah, but if he's going to demand a three year contract, then you yeah, pass. I mean, yeah, you exactly. Know? He's already thirty five years yeah. old. You pass. Uh, relievers are kind of hit and miss. I mean, yeah. you can have a great year one year and then you'd be done the year right. after. So that's why one year deals for closers or, or relievers to me are perfect. You know. Right. Uh, next email comes from another loyal listener, Duncan Healy, all the way from Dead Horse, Alaska. So as mentioned before, it's obvious we need pitching. I'm hearing rumbles and a few names, but nothing nothing serious just yet. What is a realistic acquisition or possible free agent signing the Angels can get to bolster the staff starting or in the bullpen? What? So we already talked pretty yeah. much about the bullpen aspect of it. And, and so some of the big names already off the board starter-wise is, like we said um, – Patrick Corbin signed a, f- a six-year deal with with the Nationals. Um, Evaldi signed today with Boston, or re-signed, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ryu uh, took the qualifying offer from the Dodgers. Now, I guess your big names on the free agency market is Dallas Keuchel, AJ Happ, and Charlie Morton are probably your top three guys. Mm-hmm. Lance Lynn can get in there too. But um, you know, Dallas Keuchel is a guy that people have talked about. I mean, wanting but again if if you're getting six years if patrick corbin's getting six years um uh, and he's only two years younger than than keichel and keichel's one aside young yeah you're looking at same kind of money yeah you're at least looking at the same kind of i think length wise maybe a fifth year but definitely the same per year maybe a little bit more per year um so that's again anything past five years for pitchers right now especially when they're already in their 30s i get kind of squeamish about i would rather the angels kind of go i mean again angels can offer whatever the hell they want it's whether or not the pitcher is going to accept this so if the offer is four years but money's high if the pitcher wants more security he's going to hold out to get that fifth or sixth year um so we'll see but i like keiko again i like working our way through trey like we were talking about with with sunny gray i don't know how many times but um same thing we said with the, with with the bullpen. You have some youth in the starting rotation that's either there or coming up. I mean, Skaggs and Haney are still fairly young. Yeah, Jaime had a great rookie year. Super young. Um, you know, Pena had a great year, and then you have a Canning and, and a Suarez coming coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not right away, but can be in that rotation next year. So maybe you just need a Sunny Gray to get in there and not break open the piggy bank for a Dallas Keuchel that. You're not too sure about for the years that will probably cost again. Right, and don't get me wrong. I, I mean, if they sign signed out Skyco, I'll be I'll be fine with it. But it, you know, you got to look at it too, like you said, length wise, years wise, how much we're spending, 
and and how that affects you know maybe the Angels signing Trout or the money they can offer Trout or the money they can offer Simba. You know, when they become free agents. So you got to look at it that way, too. You just can't say, oh, well, go, just go get them. I mean, what the hell? We have money. No, I mean. It, you you got to be smart with the yeah. money. It, I, I don't know the last time you've seen a team that this spends money left and right and, and has actually won something meaningful. You know, especially nowadays, everyone's trying to get value. It's all about value, value, value. Um, you know, spending $30 million on a pitcher a year for whatever, five, six years. Um, isn't going to win a lot of World Series because now you're you're tied up with that contract, and if he's over you know thirty, thirty one, thirty two, you're going to have him for quite a while. C.J. Wilson ring a bell, right? And yeah, exactly. And that just barely came off the books. It mm-hmm. seems like a little while ago, right? Uh, Duncan wasn't done yet though with his comments. We always yeah. say questions, <laughs> comments, or concerns. Well, there's I guess is so, it a comment and a concern. I don't know. I don't know, but it. He said it's been a couple of months without you. Uh, yeah, it says. It's been a hard couple of months without you fellas weekly. Hey, where in the heck is the curator? If I can make my presence felt in Alaska, why can't the curator? Just keep, just kidding. Keep up the good work, guys. No, he's not kidding. Uh, the curator pretty much big time does to go play golf in the rain today, and uh, it you was know. PJ West though, so that was. Pretty I guess. Cool. I guess it's all right. Uh, I can't. I. I mean, I can't really stick up for him for the last couple. Of, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, uh, Curator's a busy man, man. He is a curator. Um, I'm sure he'll be on the next one soon, you know, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Keep my fingers crossed. That would be his New Year's resolution. Big time. Uh, yeah, right? They, they, he calls me big time, but I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. Uh, next email comes from Rob Lastings. He says, hey there, guys. Hey there, guys. How's, how goes it? What's your guys' opinion on the new Angels coaching staff? Uh, like you guys had mentioned, not a big surprise. That it's almost a new staff. We already talked about that, Rob, so... Thanks for the email question. Uh, next email comes from uh, Lou Williams. No, know if you've written in before, but thanks for writing in. He said, what's up, guys? So looks like Evaldi is re-signing with the Red Sox. That's a guy who I wouldn't m- have mind seeing with the Angels. The Angels sign. However, I feel like the money he demanded or is getting is a bit much. I wouldn't go past three years on a pitcher unless he's really young and promising. I would like the Angels to maybe pick up a Gio Gonzalez type guy and maybe another solid bullpen piece. What do you guys think? Gio Gonzalez, I wouldn't mind that either. Again, it depends on money. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Is it coming down the money and 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 what they're what they're um, what they're asking for? Yeah. And I think what people like that, like a Gio Gonzalez, and maybe like some of the smaller tiers, like we talked with Soria, those signings, I don't think are going to happen anytime soon. No, I think, I think those are last minute things. Those are guys that are yeah. like, all right, I I tried to get what I wanted, I didn't get it, so now what what's the best offer out there? And that might not that might take all the way until you know February March. You know when spring training is just about to start, mm. so those ones I don't think you have to look and see like oh those are going to happen right away. I have a feeling, um, you know, you're going to have a Harper, you're going to have a Machado start coming off the board, and I think that's going to set the market for your position players. Um, some of the pitching, and you you saw it last year, a lot of these pitchers, um, unless you're a, a, a top guy, you're going to be forced to wait a while until everyone kind of figures out what they want to spend and, and they're going to offer you, and if they're kind of steadfast where. Um, if you don't want it, then that's fine. We'll go find it somewhere else for the same amount that we want to offer. So, um, again, um, th- I think those are great people to, to to want and to have a kind of like on the wish list. But I don't think those signings are going to happen, you know, uh, this month or even maybe not even next month. It's definitely closer to spring training. I mean, it happened last year with like Lance Land and and Doug Fister and mm-hmm. all those type yeah. guys. You know. Um, as far as, you know, yeah, we talked about, you know, the bullpen already. Um, 
I think you're right with the Evaldi. It's kind of like a lot of money. I, I wouldn't have liked the Angels to go after Evaldi for what he got. Right. I feel and, like that's a bit and much. Then, and then, too, you, you, you talk about Evaldi, which had a great, great um, World Series and playoff run, but that wear and tear on that arm for that long of a season – um, realistically, is he going to come back the same? Is he going to come back tired? Is he going to, you know, is there, did he possibly do something to his arm that might not come up until next season? So, um, you know, there's a lot of risk when you signed a free agency, a free agent pitcher, especially because you don't know um, how things were treated if he's, if he's not re-signing. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's always a risk whenever you sign a, a pitcher in a free agency. Yeah, absolutely. Our last email comes from Edward Vizcaino. He says, hello, guys. Been missing the show. Can baseball season start already? I know, right? I'm, I'm jonesing. So everyone's talking about pitching, but no one is talking about the catcher spot and what they are going to do at all at second base or third base. I'm with you guys where I just don't see Fletcher being our starting second baseman. I just don't, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Solid backup, yes, but every day? I don't know. Anyway, what do you guys – What I think he meant what do you guys – think the angels do at second or third base what's a realistic signing or a trade at those positions um third base i mean you have donaldson that's already signed with atlanta for a one-year deal um uh, i mean there's not really a whole lot out there i mean again mustakis makes a lot of deal but again he got a one-year deal last year with kansas city he was one of those guys that held out for what he wanted he yeah. didn't get anything so and I don't think anything's gonna change this here. With right, him. I don't think I don't. I don't know if he learned from that, and maybe he's more realistic about what he can get. You know, because again, he signed a one-year deal. Now, does he go out and maybe settles for a three-year deal? That's not bad. Um, but third base, there's not a whole lot out there free agency-wise. Again, trades can happen at any time. Um, catchers, kind of the same thing. I mean, your your big name catchers are are off the board. You have you know, Kurt Suzuki's assigned with uh, the the Nationals. Um, and then the Nationals just picked up another catcher in a trade. Uh, I forgot who it was, but um, you know, there's you know Wilson Ramos is out there still. Mm. Uh, Grandall still out there. He had a really hard um, postseason. postseason, so I don't know if that's going to affect his value at all. Um, but yeah, I, I just there's not a lot out there for for catcher, and everyone wants to say JT Riamuto from the Marlins, but. From all reports, the Marlins are asking for a yeah. huge amount of prospects in a return, and and I, and I think if you're the Angels, you don't, um, you don't build up this farm system, you know, this well to trade it all away for for a catcher for a position that um, has trouble staying healthy. I mean, catchers in general have trouble staying healthy and playing over. Um, you know, you never see a catcher. I mean, we had Maldonado what two years ago play. Um, 150 something games, and that was crazy. Then that yeah. was absolutely, and, and you kind of saw his, um, you kind of saw what happened to him this year, where I think that took a lot out of him, and he wasn't the same this year. So, um, a catching position is great if you have it. I don't necessarily think they need to spend a lot of money on it or give up a lot of prospects on it. I, I think with a catcher, it's more important if you have a guy that's comfortable with the pitching staff and can run a game behind the plate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, to me, catcher spot is. The days of a catcher being uh, a, a power right. position are over. Yeah, it's more about now they're looking at catch a good game. Yeah, catch a good game, framing pitches. Yeah, um, kind of your relationship with the with the pitchers and able to get on the same page and, and especially with now with that mound rule, you kind of have to be able to calm them down without yeah. having to walk out there. Every have a presence, time. right? Exactly. Yeah. 
So um, as far as second base and Fletcher, we've talked about it enough. I don't want to get into it. You guys know how I feel about Fletcher. I feel like he's a good player, just not an everyday guy. I'm with – yeah. Um, so let's move on to some of the questions that we had on Instagram Live. We did have a few. Uh, one came from um, ICU13. He said, uh, cold trade. Uh, is it possible? I, yeah, I think anything is possible. Cole Calhoun is in the final day of his contract. So – they either trade them or hold on to them. I think they're going to wait and to see unless something really attractive comes their way and they will trade them. But I think, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, they'll wait to see how he's doing, you know, as far if he gets off to another slow start, then there's no no doubt in my mind they're going to trade him or right. try to trade him. Yeah, he could be. A, I, don't, I don't think he's a trade guy now. I think he might be a trade guy um, if they're not contending and he is a um, – a sell-off piece kind of deal to get something back. Um, you know, he had a great year last year, uh, the second half, I should say. So I think you have to hold on to it because if you have three outfielders that can produce offense like that, I think the Angels' offense will be will be something that they they won't have to worry about, even if they don't get a catcher, even if they have a Fletcher play, one of those infield positions. But if you can get three outfielders that can absolutely hit and, and mash the ball, um, I think that was set up well with with what you want to do offensively. What you guys got to remember is where whatever the Angels do at second or third depends on what they're going to do with Cozart as far as mm-hmm. Cozart going to be the third baseman or Cozart going to be the second baseman. Right, and they'll act accordingly. Yeah, too. that's yeah, that's going to be another domino that has to fall. But yeah. yes, another question came in from Fitzy zero four zero seven, and this is not off topic. I mean, it has to do with the Angels. I mean, it's not hot stove related, but has Pujols help the angels or has he been a complete waste what do, what do you that's something we've always kind of talked about right. but never really been put in those words kind of harsh to kind of say waste <laughs> it depends right? on where you what part of the of the organization are you a on the field part of the organization or are you a money organization person because he's brought in a ton of money with especially with all his records he's <laughs> and, and um milestones he's yeah. had and the merch they've been able to sell yeah. because of it um on the field the, wise i think the first couple years he was the player you wanted, but now I think it's getting to a point to where um, he's definitely doing more harm than good um, with the with with the organization. Well, if you look at it just contract wise, it's not a good contract. We knew that. Coming well, yeah, you into knew it. that coming into it. I think the 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 hope was that if if he turns into the Angels into a major contender, those first you know two three years to where they either win a World Series or they get to a World Series. Then those back end years of the contract will be it worth is what it. It is, yeah. It'll be worth it because look what he did in the front end. Now that they struggled, um, you know, made the playoffs once with him there, I believe, and and yeah. and haven't done anything since then, and he's not getting any better. Then now you can look at it and say, yeah, it was a terrible signing or think like that. But when the signing happened, all reports were like, well, you know, they're looking to win the World Series within the next three years when Albert is still going to be Albert, and if they don't, now you're seeing the the effects of it. Yeah, I would hold off on calling it a waste. I just think it was a bad contract. It's a bad contract. I think in you know, 10, 15 years when you look back at it in, as an Angel fan and he's in the Hall of Fame and, and everyone's kind of reminiscing about these milestones as he's broken and you realize yeah. he did it in an Angel uniform, I think it will be pretty cool to look back on. But as of right now, yeah, it's kind of just, frustrating to see it, as a fan. Um because I mean, if you look at his numbers, are not bad, but they're not thirty-four million dollars a year. Well, yeah, and and now with his health issue, you know. it, it's kind of hurting him. He was yeah. he was actually a really good first baseman when he first came over. Now, 
with all the foot knee joint issues now it seems like his first baseman uh, his first base playing is now hurting the defense mm-hmm. so um you know that's another position the angels need to, to I, work I, on i mean with otani being the full-time dh he, um, something's got to happen yeah. there you know they're gonna have to figure something out man i think yep. if i don't know man i think if thias comes up and lights it up or they're able to pick up a right. guy for first base i mean i think you do it i mean exactly at some point, yep. you got to you just got to sit holes down and say, look, man, like, you know, we did, we, we upheld our end of the deal and we'll pay you. We're just going to let you go. You yeah. You, you almost need to just rip off a bandaid really quickly. Cause yeah, right we, now I mean, it's, we've it's, done it plenty yeah. of times. Josh yeah. Hamilton, Gary Matthews Jr. Yeah. You know, so. Vernon Wells, <laughs> but none of them have had the name of Albert no. Pujols, and I think and, that's, and that's probably so that's what's part. that's what's holding it right now. I mm-hmm. mean, if he, like you said, if he was one of those dudes, that he would have been out like last year, two yeah, years ago. Absolutely. But the fact that he's Albert Pujols, and like we said, a future Hall of Famer, and able um, to have that big name uh, is, I think, the reason why he's still on the roster oh, right yeah, now. It makes it a lot harder to just yeah pull the pull the pull the plug. Makes it a lot harder. Um, I have no more questions unless you got any more over there. Or... No. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, I just – there's been moves in the hospital that have affected the Angels. And so – Oh, well, you you created a poll on the Halo Haven. Yeah, and that was, that was 50-50. Did you want us to talk about the MLB hot stove or just <laughs> Angel hot stove? And it was 50-50, and it was like, oh, well, that didn't help at all. <laughs> so what – and we're not going to talk about it long, but I'll throw a couple out there. and this I want to get your quick um, – what you think of it? And all these all these people or trades or signings have to do one way or the other with Angels. So, um, so first off, I want to. What do you think of the Paxson to the Yankees trade? That that helps the Angels considerably because mm-hmm. Paxson is an Angel killer. For one, um, it looks like the Mariners are. I'm about to say, my next question was, what do you think about all the yeah, Mariner moves? <laughs> it looks. Uh, I have a friend who's a Mariners fan. And we're. I was talking to him, and he was saying, "Man, it's it's tough to be a Mariners fan right now." Um, I feel like uh, the Paxton move obviously helps the Angels because, you know, we don't see him. Uh, we don't see him on a consistent basis. We don't see him, you know, five, six times this year, you know. Right. Um, quality left-hander, but this is, that makes the Yankees a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if the Angels plan to be a contending team, eventually down the line in a meaningful game uh, against the Yankees, then it's going to mean something. It's, uh, they're going to have to go up against – uh, Paxton uh, along the lines, but um, yeah, a little little happy to see him away from the AL West. And then, like I said, Cano gone. Another uh, another guy. Again, right. Mariners just you know um, Cano. Obviously, he missed a lot of time last year PED. for the stuff that went down. Right. Um, I don't. I wouldn't call him an angel killer, but as you know, when whenever a team in the AL West like the Mariners, who have been a rival of the Angels. Start kind of unloading. It's always good for you. It's better for you, <laughs> right? And probably the, the last one that I, I have a question. It's probably more the signing part of it. Um, but a lot of people wanted this guy on the team and and felt that he should have been um, uh, Patrick Corbin. What did you think about what he got and 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 what the you know? No, uh, Patrick Corbin. The amount of money, um, the the length mm-hmm. of the contract as well. Um, I don't think that six the years about one hundred and twenty six million. I think that's a lot of much. I think for a pitcher now, and I think Lamar maybe it might have been Lou who mentioned three year deals for pitchers are ideal for me. Yeah, anything unless- after that, man, you're just playing. You're not. You're 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 putting in your own money now. You're kind of yeah. like you know when you're at the craps table and you, you know you 
you started off with 500 bucks and now you're at zero. You keep yeah. playing or not. Like, right. you know, if you want to keep playing, you're going to have to throw in some more money. And, you know, after that third year, I mean, I feel like that's kind of, yeah, sketchy. you're pushing it, you yeah. know? And then again, the way the deals are structured, you almost feel like a lot of the contracts are back end heavy. Yeah. And then you're going to be paying a guy 20 million a year for, you know, 10 wins or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, Patrick Corbin to me, is a great pitcher. Um, I just don't feel like he's that guy. Yeah. That, yeah. No, and I, and I agree with it too. I, I think his situation was the best situation he could ask for having his career year, the year of his free agency. So, um, will that translate into him possibly, you know, continue doing what he did last year? Or is it going to be one of those things where, um, he maybe never lives up to, to what he's getting paid. And the fact that matter is he's not even their top pitcher. I mean, if Frankie. No, no, I'm saying the Nationals. Oh, now. the Nationals. Scherzer? He's not, he, he's not even the top. I don't, I'd see him if everyone's healthy. He's a three. He's behind Scherzer and um, Strasburg if Strasburg stays wow, healthy. Strasburg needs to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, again, I don't think he, the Angels pay that much money for someone like that and, and, and not feel like he's going to be an overwhelming um, leader of the, of the rotation. You got to remember, when you sign a guy like that for that many years and, and, and that kind of money, it it limits what you're able to do the next Moving year, forward, the year yeah. after that, you know, because yeah. you're not, you don't and, have that and, money. In the it book. almost looks like too they've given up on signing uh, Harper because with the money now that that he's taking out of their their um, uh, their payroll, that it looks like Harper is going to find a new place to play next year. Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's right here in L.A. And I'm not talking to Angels. <laughs> well, maybe by next time we have a podcast, we can talk a little bit about that. Maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll put another poll out and it'll be fifty-fifty again. I've, yeah. <laughs> so you know, our next podcast is going to be in 2019. Yes. So we'll see you guys next year, obviously. Right. Uh, but by then, the winter meetings will be over. Um, a lot. I'm pretty sure that there'll be some there'll be movement. Some I don't know if we'll be the big guys, but we'll, there'll definitely be movement. Yeah, and we'll have a little bit more. You know, hopefully, we'll talk a little bit more about where the Angels' directions are going, you know, with the pitching staff and catcher or second or, or third or whatever they want to do. Um, I do know that Billy Eppler did have an interview with AMA 30 at 7.30 today. Right, and it's going to be uh, – so, I think they're going to put it out on their podcast. I'm looking forward to see what yeah. um, how that went. And, and hopefully they talk about the Alvarez trade too because I, yeah. I kind of want to – yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to see if they bring it up because if they recorded it at seven and it's not pre-recorded, it's it's gonna break right when they're talking. So yeah, um, that'd be interesting to see if it's pre-recorded and they're just playing it at seven, or if it's live and and they can actually ask the question when it when it actually broke. Right, man. Someone's telling us to end our live video. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you leave the video? <laughs> no, just messing. Um, um. Yeah. I mean that that's gonna wrap it up for us for this edition of the All Angels podcast for the month of December. Again, guys, we'll record probably around the same time yeah. next month. Yeah. Early January. Yeah. Um. But again, look out for us on Instagram, Twitter. It's um both the same Halo underscore Haven. Um. It's uh best way to get a hold of us and see what we're doing as far as um poll questions when, when we are coming back um if there is some kind of big uh, angel news trade signing whatever we'll jump on there and talk on there on our long live video um but you know um yeah that's the best way to see what we're doing and if you want to get a question read on on the air or, or if you just have a comment or anything that want to know where chris is at um go ahead and email us at all angels podcast at gmail.com um again all angels podcast at gmail.com um, yeah, check us out. Subscribe, Apple, uh, Apple iTunes, 
Spotify, Google Play. So if you guys, if there's another new way of doing podcasts, let us know. We'll reach out and try to get us on that platform as well. Yeah, absolutely. We try to accommodate, you know, your listening pleasures. Uh, you know, uh, someone had reached out to us on, on, on possibly getting us on Spotify. Yeah, on Instagram. And, yeah, on Instagram. And, that's, if that's the way people use it, then we'll, we'll, we'll do what I can. We do what we can to, to do it for your fans. Yeah, we're also on Spreaker.com. That's our host site. Right. So if you guys, maybe you're on your, your you have Spreaker.com too. Don't forget Spreaker.com as well. You can catch us on there. Um, other than that, man, that's going to wrap it up for 2018, not just for yep. the month. 2018. So, see you in 2019. We're putting the ribbon on 2018, heading into 2019. We'll catch you guys next January. I'm Johnny Max. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. See you guys next year. Happy birthday to my brother, Mark. It's his birthday. Hope he's listening. Ha- happy see you birthday, later. Mark. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? 
Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.